Welcome to Making It Count, a podcast that provides practical financial advice for every stage of life. I'm Christina. And I'm Randy. And we're not financial experts. (laughs) That's for sure. (laughs) No, we're just like you, aka doing our best to reach financial success and trying not to stumble along the way. And we're making it happen thanks to all the help from our Money Smart friends. That's right. So stay tuned for fun guest interviews, listener-submitted Q&As, and plenty of our own money experiences. The more embarrassing, the better, right? You say embarrassing, I say educationally entertaining. Whether you're working to make the most of your paycheck or ready to up your investment game, we've been there and done that. And we still have more to learn. So together, let's make make it count. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Making It Count. Welcome back. We've got another fun one today. Literally, Christina, can you believe it's our last episode of Money and Fun? No, Randy, I can't believe it. This has been my favorite mini series, but at least we are going out with a bang for this episode. I can't wait. I know you're just as excited as I am. Yes, I always love talking about travel and saving money. And saving money. Those are our two favorite things. So today we're actually going to talk about taking a trip abroad without emptying your bank account, which I think is quite the miracle. Uh, Yeah. I mean, leaving the country (laughs) is expensive. Just the flights, you know, there's so many things to take account of. you're You're giving me anxiety just thinking about it. Traveling internationally can seem intimidating. I know it does for me. But according to the Pew Research Center, over 70% of Americans have traveled abroad. Wow. I mean, I guess you can always think of international travel as going somewhere super far away and exotic. Mm -hmm. But when you really consider how close we are to Canada, Mexico, the Caribbean, uh, it's not really that surprising. That's so true. Every time I think of abroad, I always think of like Europe, like going across the pond. But really, like you said, it could be anywhere outside of the country. And we're so close to so many amazing places. It's so true. Whether you're trying to experience something totally different on the other side of the world, or you just want to pay our neighbors to the north a visit, it doesn't have to be thousands of dollars on an excursion. Thank goodness. Mm -hmm. So Christina, have you traveled abroad before? I have traveled abroad. As you know, our family are big travelers, so that's why this miniseries has been so fun. But we've never been to Europe, like never been across the pond. It's a long flight. It is a long flight. It's like all day. I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I've never been to Canada, like things like that, like hello, like I haven't done that. But we've done almost all of the Caribbean. We've done Central America. We've done a lot of places like that. How about you? Okay. I love cruising, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm all about like traveling with like everything included. So yeah. I've like just like you, I've been to all of the Caribbean. I have been to Europe when I was younger, oh. not as an adult. So you know, learning how to budget and going on like a, a travel adventure mm-hmm. that would be something really, uh, hopefully, eye-opening with our two experts here today. Yeah, definitely. Well, lucky for us, we have some super cool guests, as we always do, that will help us make our global travel dreams come true. Thank goodness. um, They're currently living out like our dreams, Randy. Are you serious? Yes. I can't wait for you to meet them. Oh, man. I'm excited to talk with them, too. Our guests today are Jenna and Jeremy Chips. They run Quench Your Adventure, a source for travel tips and destination inspiration. Ooh, that sounds fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's exactly what we're going to be needing today. So, uh, Jenna, Jeremy, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, hey, thanks Hi, for guys. having us. Hi. Hello, hello. Christina just said you guys are abroad currently. Where are you right now? Iceland. Oh, Iceland, Iceland? on my bucket yeah, list. It's just okay. a, a little old island in the North Atlantic. No big deal. 
what? I don't even no know the time deal. difference. Yeah, like where even is, like I should have paid attention in, in geography class. Yeah, what time is it over there? We're in between, I mean, US and the UK, right smack in the top northern part. And it's are- just four hours ahead of Eastern time. So oh, not too much okay. Okay, not too bad. Yeah. So what yeah. are you doing right now in Iceland? Working remotely. Yeah, wow. quite a what bit. What a dream. <laughs> What a dream. We're doing a camper van. Yeah, we're renting a camper van to have a little freedom and flexibility while we explore the kind of southwest part of the country. Amazing. So So how long have you been in Iceland so far? We're about to hit three months, but three months about to hit uh, I don't know, 27 months of not living in the U.S.? It's been, <gasps> let's see, so three months is the longest we've been in any country outside of the U.S., of course, and I think it's month 20 that we're coming up on from being completely nomadic internationally after we had moved out of the RV, which oh, took place so in cool. about November of, gosh, 2021. Yeah, crazy. Oh, that is so cool. That's so cool. My my wife, Emily, and I, we've thought about doing that because it comes up on our TikTok page all <laughs> the time. But but then I was like, the things in my closet, like what's going to happen to all my clothes? And if we get a dog, like, do you guys have any troubles with that with in terms of uh-huh. condensing your entire <laughs> life? Day. It's hard. Yeah, it really is. I mean, we only have two bags each. They always come on the plane with us and we just have a few material possessions back at our parents' house, but that is it. So yeah. there's definitely been a lot of sacrifice. Like, yes, exactly. Like it's not the typical dreamy, dreamy, oh my gosh, we're on vacation every day. This is our <clears throat> life. It is a traveling nomadic lifestyle, backpacking style, and it works for us. But sometimes there's days where like, oh my gosh, what did we do? Yeah, well, <laughs> Sometimes oh, we envy you guys, you know, maybe you have a stable more. home, a stable job. <laughs> stable you guys probably look at TikTok and your, your FYP is all about like office work. And <laughs> I doubt that. Fluorescent lights. I highly doubt It'd that. It'd be so boring to you. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I mean, you guys can look right outside your window and see mountains and, and snow and just everything that's wild out there. And maybe an erupting volcano as well. Yeah. Did you know what's happening <laughs> what? right now as we speak? It, it just erupted, I think, 13 days ago, and it's still mm-hmm. spewing lava. And There's, we got to hike to it, and it was insane. So crazy. There's wow. actually a live stream in case you want to see some magma flowing. Wow. Oh, we're going to have to go check yeah. that out. Oh, that is so cool. So obviously what you guys are doing is very unique. How did you go from I'm a love of travel to actually making it your full-time your full-time thing and way of life and then taking that abroad. Yeah. Yeah. So we um, are almost 30 and a couple years ago we were not ready to have a family yet. And we said, what do we want to do with our life before we really have to be a little bit more settled? Mm -hmm. And we went to bed one night, Jeremy's falling asleep per usual. And I'm up there thinking in my brain, what am I going to do with it? (laughs) And I, I shake his shoulder, wake him up. I said, what if we go live in a camper van and travel the U S and he's like, Okay. And then we had a like whole long conversation about our jobs and if any of our jobs could be remote so that we could live and make money and not be maybe reckless with like no jobs, just live off our savings. So we kind of tried to do both. Yeah. That was the biggest change is we had to figure out how can we still make a little money and still be kind of responsible. I always say that we're frustratingly responsible. Sometimes, (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes it'd be nice to just really like drop everything and just like 
let your spirit guide you. We don't completely do that, (laughs) but we've done all right. But the transition to remote work was definitely the beginning of realizing we have a shot at this. And then over time, our social media has grown a lot. And that's provided some really fun opportunities that has kind of encouraged us to keep going. And then what took you guys abroad? Well, yes, that's the the part that we loved. Like we gave up our V life. We didn't say bye to it in a way of like, oh, we're done with it. It was, wait a minute. We're now getting closer to the idea of wanting a family, but there's all, there's one more bucket list thing we'd really like to do. And it's not one country, it's 12. So we had said, let's sell the RV and let's do 12 countries, 12 months. Well, that ended up being 15 months in 35 countries because we couldn't help ourselves. To leave a good life for what we hope will be a better one. Because before we even had the RV, we liked our life. We were happy. It was great. But that was, we wanted to travel more. COVID in a way encouraged us to do so. And then we really wanted to go abroad. So we sadly ditched the RV, which was really sad. We still think about it often. (laughs) Wow, that is so inspiring. So because you guys have traveled pretty much everywhere Christina and I want to go, mm-hmm. uh, do you guys have any tips for people trying to go on their first international trip? Like wh- what places would you recommend based on the ones you've been to? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, if it's your first time going abroad, you might not want to go that far or spend a lot. So we're probably looking at Central, maybe a bit of South America and Part of the way we let a lot of our decisions be made was by money and flight prices. So we at the time had Southwest points. We found a flight to Costa Rica out of Florida, close, cheap. It's a pretty well-traveled country, pretty safe. And so that was our jumping off point. And it made the decision pretty easy. I love Costa Rica. We kind of did the same thing. My husband and I, before we had kids, we kind of just closed our eyes and like just pointed at a map <laughs> and we're like, oh, okay. And then we found super cheap flights to on AirTran, mm-hmm. which doesn't exist anymore, but to Costa Rica. And that totally changed our lives. I 100% oh, I agree with you guys. Costa Rica is so beautiful. Yeah. It's yeah. affordable I, it's and, technically... and they do speak English there and it's really great. Wow. Yeah. Pura Vida. Pura Vida. Pura Pura Vida. 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 Yes. <laughs> Yeah, when I, I think it's the, um, the most expensive of the Central American countries, but still far cheaper than anywhere really you travel in the U.S. And so that yes. was a good starting place for us. And it would be for anyone going abroad, really. That's what started the itch. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So to answer that a little bit more clearly, pick something that's um, maybe proximity closer to home than just so, so far away. A country that does have a good reputation for speaking English, but also safety so that that's a nice jumping off. Okay. I can kind of get by with the language if I didn't know it. I feel safe around my surroundings. And then just kind of, you'll start to get the itch, but also the confidence to be like, wait, I, I did that. Now we can go a little farther for a little longer. And I also want to throw in, We, after leaving Costa Rica, spent, I think, a little more, maybe three and a half weeks in Panama, which is very similar, but some places maybe even a bit cheaper since it's not quite as well-traveled. So definitely would put Panama on your radar as well. We also went to Panama. (laughs) I think we're following each other. (laughs) We did Panama, too. It was Yeah, it was definitely one of those things. You closed your eyes, cheap flights to Panama. Sure, why not? (laughs) <laughs> and yeah, it was, it's amazing. Definitely inexpensive too. Yes, yes, definitely. So now that we think about traveling abroad, you gave us some good starting off points. 
The first thing that we consider, at least for me and Randy, is how much is it going to cost? So yep. because some of those flights are going to be longer, some of those stays are going to be longer because you flew all the way out there. You're going to not stay for like five days. You're going to stay for like you guys, like weeks at a time. So what are some cost saving tips for planning that trip? Well, I think first and foremost, being as flexible as possible will help you. I know that's not so easy when you have maybe a job and things like that, but try, try, try to, you know, look at Google flights or wherever you're searching and just be as flexible as possible. Find that cheap day and go for it if you can. That'd be the first. Okay. Definitely credit card points and like miles have helped us so much. It makes you feel like you're not spending your own money. (laughs) 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 You're like, I deserve these points. Yeah, I like that you said that, that it's not really, you got to think about it, that it's not your money. It's the points that you earned because, you know, you swiped your card elsewhere. Right. It's a good way to think about travel. Well, and an add-on too is we're actually pretty fortunate to have availability of all the credit cards we have in America because we talk to people all over and that doesn't really exist in Oh a lot my of gosh, if you are not utilizing it in the US, it is such a big miss out because everyone we have talked to, they always say, oh, I don't have that opportunity. I don't have that option. And they're oh. from all of these different countries. Wow. And we're always like shocked when we tell them, oh, we don't have foreign transaction fees on anything we ever spend on. And they're like, how, how do you avoid all these fees? And it's because if you find the right card that matches that travel, it should go without saying, but obviously use credit cards responsibly. Don't ever spend money. You don't have. Disclaimer, disclaimer, (laughs) disclaimer. (laughs) Use responsibly. Another another (laughs) thought on that is debit card and using ATMs to get cash we have kind of a special connection. And so we don't pay ATM fees anywhere in the world, actually, because of the card that we have. But I'm pretty sure you can find plenty of cards like that. I think maybe I've heard that there's a card, if you have an account, you can have a debit card that doesn't have ATM fees. But just something to note, try to look for something like that if you're going to do a decent amount of international travel. And beware of currency conversions. First, we never exchange money because we have that way to get money. But also when you're paying with a credit card somewhere, if it asks you, which it will, if you want to spend in your currency or theirs, always spend in their currency. It's the, so much cheaper. It will favor you. By Interesting. I didn't even think about that because when you go international, either. like what what's the what's the currency in Iceland? What are they using over oh, there? Oh yeah, Icelandic krona. And you krona. want to pay what their dollar of the day is basically. And so you end up looking at the price on the screen and it goes, do you want this amount or this amount? And you always choose whatever country you're in because you will save honestly dollars every time. People get confused. They get worried. They're like, oh no, I have to choose USA. But if you're looking for a cheap trip, don't go to Iceland. (laughs) (laughs) Don't start with Iceland. (laughs) Very expensive. With the flight, but then the housing, those are the two biggies, of course. But the housing is, we actually are booking genius levels, booking.com, the genius level. Are you bragging? I don't think Genius I level. I think she's humble bragging. Humble brag, yeah. I mean, I knew we had smart friends. I didn't know we had genius friends. I know. Actually, like truly, genius level gives you so many more discounts on the platform itself. And I heard your podcast earlier about how she said that sometimes Airbnb and hotels now go to booking.com. So it really needs to be more told to people, hey, all your Mm -hmm. options, check the price. Which basically just by using booking.com a bunch, you eventually get that uh, 
cool level that you can okay, put yeah, on Yeah, that's resume. what I was going to ask. It's like if I go to Chick-fil-A a bunch, I'm now like a premium <laughs> red member. Oh, yeah. don't say that word. I miss it so oh, much. Oh, oh no. no. Another <laughs> thing they don't have in Iceland. Oh, yeah, it's sad. So I used sad. to work there, too, in college. Oh, oh man. I'm sure it was yeah. a pleasure. I would send you some chicken minis, but I don't know. I don't know if they would be good in the international mail. No, I don't think that that would work. I'll have to wait my turn. So a note on Airbnb is the longer you stay, pretty much the cheaper it'll be. I mean, that's the case with almost anything. But if you hit a week on Airbnb, you have a discount. If you happen to have the flexibility, you could go somewhere for 28 days. You'll get another discount. But also sometimes asking for a discount can help. Sometimes I'll actually pitch my photo services to Airbnb hosts to see if they're interested. It it does work here and there. And then um, I think I had one more thought on Airbnb saving money. Oh, is sometimes we book a new listing on Airbnb that has no reviews, which comes with a little bit of risk. But if you send them a nice message, if they respond favorably, if the pictures aren't, you know, too bad, then uh, go for it. You know, you'll save a little money that way. And they're thankful for it. So they'll usually offer you a discount and be super uh, welcoming when you arrive. And you're kind of like their first little, you know, guest. And they're like, you know, excited to host you. Oh, and one more thought on that is sometimes we will find places that are not on any booking platform just by looking on Google Maps and seeing something, clicking it finding their number and messaging them on WhatsApp or sending an email and it's cheaper that way. No way. Wait, okay. <laughs> wait, talk me th- wait, I don't like you you, you find their house and you find people? Here's an example. Now, here's a, here's an example. So we went to <laughs> And we went to Malaysia, specifically Borneo, uh, third largest island I think in the world, and we wanted to do a homestay. And we looked on booking, we looked on Airbnb, there were a few options, but they weren't great options. So we on Google found a place that had a few Google reviews, but they're not on any booking platform. And I don't even know, I think they maybe had a website, it wasn't great, but I've got their number, put it in WhatsApp. And you know, they do this, it's their business, it's their livelihood, but it just takes a little effort to find them, but they're cheaper because they don't pay those booking right. services. And it worked out. It was a great stay. I left yep. them five stars and I'd go there again. It was awesome. Yeah. Who would have thought using Google Maps would find you a place to stay? Wow. So places that are not on these apps, you know, the middleman is not right. taking a cut. So of course exactly. it's going to be cheaper. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, what man, a weird that's... little way to work, you know, work the system. It's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, any tips that you guys have, I love this. Keep them coming. Uh, I'm making I'm making a list. I'm going all over the place. I'm running out of paper. We've over here. learned so much already. <laughs> so great. so you guys, once you've got your international trip planned and it's within the budget, hopefully, what are some ways that you can actually save during the trip itself? You already mentioned reaching out using using Google Maps, what are some other fun tips that you guys have used in the past? So this might sound simple or obvious, but with most budgeting, saving money, when you actually see the money being spent, you're a bit more aware and might spend less. So we actually track every single dollar that we spend in an app that's free called Travel Spend. And yeah, it just makes us a bit more mindful of what we're actually spending on. So it's like um, it's like a, a, like a bookkeeping app. It's called Travel Spend, yeah. you said? 
Yeah, it's really helpful. And it organizes you by months, countries and categories. We really wish we had started it sooner because we were tracking everything in Google Sheets and it was kind of messy. And this one is just instant. As soon as Jeremy and I say, what did you just buy? How much did you spend? Add it in. And then that day you kind of are like, hey, we did pretty good today. That means tomorrow we have a little more leverage or move movement to spend more or the opposite. Boy, tomorrow we are eating mm-hmm. ramen in the hotel. <laughs> oh, man, I've been there. Yeah. And these are numbers that we share on our social media, which is interesting for people. So yeah, it's why we document it as well. And then another app is so cool that we wish we've used a lot more. It's called Too Good To Go. Too Good To Go. It's Too Good To Go. So which means... At the end of the day, bakeries, cafes, restaurants, they have so much food supply left over. They don't want it to go to waste, but they also still want to make a little money. So on the app, you type in your location and it will show you as many places that are offering $3.99, $2.99, $5.99 deals to bring home all this extra food. We did it in Europe and it was so exciting. That's genius. That's a, and yeah. you know that European stuff, it's like artisanal. Like you're getting like all the <laughs> discounted stuff. Yes. See, you don't have to miss Chick fil A. Oh you have these amazing opportunities to try all yeah. of this food at a huge yeah. discount. I mean, we ate like 20 different flavored like chocolate croissant and like uh-huh. uh, pastries in the middle of Italy because we spent $3.99. <laughs> oh, man. So it's okay. Yeah. So good to go. Is it the number two or the word two? T O O. And then good to go. Yeah. And it's blue and white, kind of greeny blue, white. Yeah, it's just really exciting to see. And they're trying to get more places on the map, trying to get more sustainability, less food waste. It's a great Mm -hmm. win-win. That's exactly what I was going to say, food waste. Yeah, Yeah. that's amazing. That's a big deal. That's so cool. Um, Quick thought about Costa Rica. Yes, back to to Costa Rica. Yeah, we were in La Fortuna, Costa Rica. We wanted to go on some kind of excursion. We had some cash in hand. We walked around to different tour operators, compared costs a bit, and having cash and actually putting a deposit and getting a little slip, uh, you know, receipt, it helped save us maybe 15% or something like that. Whereas you can't really do that in a place like Iceland, maybe much of Europe, maybe even not the States, but some places having cash and just being a little savvy negotiating can save you some money. So having cash on hand. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, be careful, be smart, do your due diligence. But usually you're walking through the tourist section. They know that you're going to be trying to book one of the everybody's going to uh, the volcano. So who wants to be my who wants to take me with my money and will give me the best price? Mm -hmm. So usually that helps. And then another thing we were talking about that we have learned to be just a little bit more brave with asking locals or or our Airbnb or hotel uh, host about advice of the area that we might not know about. So mm-hmm. we found so many cool places that were free and local because we just asked and stopped and stopped trying to just only use the internet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So staying along that vein of like being very cautious about where you go, what are some tour like common tourist scams that you've heard of or how what tips would you give about avoiding? Because a lot of people are, they get nervous about traveling abroad because of, you know, there are some scary things out there. What kind of tips would you give them? Yeah. First thought on this actually is just a perspective shift here for people maybe who haven't really spent much time outside the US. The United States, while it might seem kind of safe, it actually ranks sadly low in the world in safety. And there are a lot of places that are much safer. So just knowing that, um, you know, 
the world maybe isn't as dangerous as you might think before having stepped outside to see it, if that makes sense. But we're married and we don't wear our wedding rings when we travel. That's just one safety quick tip I do. We do not even risk it. There's nothing to show here, guys. We're not flashy. We're not trying to look this extra league of uh, fanciness that Mm -hmm. makes us look easily targeted. We got nothing to prove. That's a good tip. You know, just safety tips of like using your phone too much on a bus. I mean, in Brazil, I was told to put my backpack on the front of my body and not mm-hmm. the back of it because people are easily able to unzip things when you're in the shuffle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely just some general common sense with that and listening to locals if they do warn you about certain yes, things. Yes, yes. We were told about you know, some crazy little mustard scheme when we were traveling in South America that someone might spray you with mustard and then there might be a pigeon that happened to poop on you and they'll come help you and wipe you down. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you poor thing, you have poop on you. This was in uh, <laughs> it was in Quito, Ecuador, really amazing city, but definitely known for a lot of petty theft and things like that. Oh, they actually had a printed pamphlet with the mustard scheme in it to warn tourists. Yeah, tourism police, wow. honestly, they're your best friends. This is they wild. Yeah. Okay, so I've I've touched on this a little bit on TikTok because my friends have started sending me the I don't know if this is maybe in the same vein, but have you guys seen the attenzione pickpocket pickpocket? Have you seen that 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 crazy side of TikTok yet? No. Oh, no, I've got to send so. you some. Have you guys heard of pickpockets being like a huge dangerous thing? In Paris, France, I've seen a little bit of drama with that. Is that what you mean? Yes. Yeah, I've just seen people on TikTok calling out others that are maybe I'm this is my weird side of TikTok that I'm on. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I've seen it. I know exactly what you're talking about, Randy. You're not weird or I am weird with you. It's okay. <laughs> Solidarity. We're both weird together. <laughs> but yeah, yes, you gotta you gotta be careful. I love that tip about not wearing not wearing your rings, not looking too flashy. Cause I guess it makes sense when you think about it logically. The flashier you look, the more, you know, willing someone is going to be to go and rob you. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think about it from like an evolutionary standpoint with animals wanting to be camouflaged and stuff. It's the same concept. It's like you should try to blend in. I know it's not always possible, but, you know, try a little bit. Yeah. Americans, we kind of have a reputation for being maybe loud and obnoxious. Try to just tone it down and enjoy (laughs) the space around you. Be less American. (laughs) Be less. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be obnoxious like Randy. (laughs) (laughs) My wife would agree. (laughs) Oh, I doubt that very much, Randy. (laughs) So in terms of saving recommendations specific to longer trips, so you guys are in Iceland. What kind of things should we be doing if we're planning something a lot longer? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Please tell me you guys have heard of World Packers. Mm, No. No. Please enlighten us. It is basically a service where you can volunteer for as little as one day to many, many months. Mm-hmm. And if anybody on that platform is some type of host with, we need help in our garden. We need help painting. We need help with hardware and construction. We need childcare. We need social media outreach help. We need marketing help. All of these things that people in the community of another country say we would love help with, but Hey, listen, while you're helping us, we're going to provide food, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It depends. We'll provide housing. You can have your own room with a bathroom, or maybe you'll share one with a bunk bed, or maybe you'll have a tent or a camper van. Basically it's an exchange program and you get to live Mm -hmm. like a local in a local's home or in their property to do those types of activities. Yeah. No better way to meet people. Oh, that is so cool. Can you say that name (laughs) one more time? I need to write this down. Yeah. World Packers. World Packers. Have you guys yeah, done it? it have you guys, I assume you guys have done it, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we did one in Indonesia. I think there's another platform, by the way, called Workaway. We've just used World Packers. But yeah, really cool to go look at the listings. Kind of fun, just as like another form of social media in a way to go just see what's out there. But we did this in Jakarta, Indonesia, and we got to stay for a week for free, everything included, and teach English to aspiring two, English learners. Two hours in a day. And then the other, and, and we provided breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We had our own private room in the schoolhouse and everyone catered to us. Everyone was so kind. If we had any free time, they'd say, hop on the back of my moped. We're going to take you to the uh, biggest, you know, temple and all these crazy cool things. We'll take you to the beach. Let's go snorkeling. Mm-hmm. When you had, it was just a really cool way to connect a, a cool way to get on a trip that maybe you didn't afford it in the first place. This is so right. cool. I don't even know, like, what makes you feel comfortable enough to do that? I guess the platform itself has a good reputation. Also, in this case, there were people who had done this exact work exchange before and left really positive reviews. And you can talk to them. You can okay. Oh, that's that's good. Yeah. And just kind of the idea of personal problem with it is being open and being vulnerable and a little bit like, okay, Mm -hmm. like I have no idea what to expect, but let's just kind of go with it and see how we feel. But listen, you don't have to do a week. We could have done three days. And if you want to extend it, it's all like kind of up to you. It really is unique to each work trip. Yeah. But if you've never heard of this, I think it's more common than maybe you realize just if you hadn't heard of it, like young people, especially yeah. are doing this stuff all the time. Foreigners it's a great do so much to, more than what we do. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great way to ch- travel cheap and get an experience. Yeah. It's and cool. then there's just one more website or app that we want to share just to yes, make sure please. people know about it. It's called Trusted House Sitters. Heard of that. I think I've heard, I've of, that heard of that one. one yeah. yeah, that one I've heard of because it reminds me of that. What's that movie? I think I've talked about it before. Oh. The Holiday. Yeah, because Donna in our yeah. previous yes, episode Donna talked whatever, yeah. about Trusted House Sitters and she loved it. Yes, yeah. we've done it about 10 or 12 times. We have one coming up in England this year. And yeah. it's really just a great way. If you cannot afford accommodation, stay in someone's home and watch their cute pup and go adventure for the day. We've gotten ski tap tickets. We've gotten to borrow cars. They've filled our fridges up to eat the food. Like people will love on you so hard when you are watching their animal. That's great. And you get to hang out with a dog. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Food, a house and a dog. Like sign me up. It is funny. There are a few on there that they don't actually have a pet. They just are wealthy <laughs> people who want you to watch their house to make sure that it's okay. I mean, that, that works too. Wow. That Can you filter like by who has a pool and <laughs> <laughs> fireplace? Never, never gotten one of those, but we've had some great house sits though. And, and not just dogs, uh, cats too. And we've even seen some with horses. Uh, there was and- one with 40 sheep, 40 horse, oh. 40 this. Yeah, I go, we're not farmers, honey. Not that bold. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. That's I wouldn't very wanna- time consuming. I don't want to do the farm work, but I would right. like to like Christina pet the llamas and stuff. Your kids, that'd be so cute. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. true. They do say they love the farm life. I don't think they okay. understand what that means. So no. you can have the kids do the labor, and then <laughs> you can just hang out. <laughs> I love that idea. Good combination. Okay, go. I have to ask you guys since you keep track of everything, and I think like monetarily wise, what is of all the amazing travel you've done, and obviously you've stayed in places longer than others, like you're in Iceland. What place did you stay at that was like the least expensive, but you enjoyed the most? Like what was the place that was the most bang for your buck? 
That's good. I love that. I don't think we've been asked that actual specifically worded question. Right. Go ask say what's Christina. your favorite place. They don't say what's the best bang for your buck. Wow. I think our answer might still be the same though, is what we typically go to as our Ready? favorite place. One, two, three. The Galapagos. Galapagos. Oh, one of my friends just went there. That's so cool. Okay. So well, what yeah. made, what made that experience? Uh, yeah. What, what made it so great? We just love animals. Oh <laughs> my gosh. The wildlife there is unlike any other. You could actually not do any excursions, no activities for the day and just walk the islands because you will just be bombarded with sea lions, sea turtles, sharks, sea lions, stingrays, Marine blue iguanas. footed boobies. <laughs> oh my gosh. Can we say that on the podcast? I think, I think so. They're an animal. It's science, man. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Nicole's like, yes, we can do it. Here's the thing about the Galapagos is I think a lot of people have the perception that it's really expensive. Like you have to take some fancy cruise, but that's not the case. And after doing a bunch of research and planning it all out, we only spent $2,000 total for the both of us for for a 10 day trip. Three islands, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and an activity to three activities per island. Like it was crazy the amount of our money that could spread in such a beautiful way. And the only thing that doesn't count is the flights to Ecuador. Since we were already there, we didn't count that in that number. Mm, But yeah, uh, we were pretty happy with that. Wow. Amazing. That is so cool. What is this life, Christina? (laughs) We need to (laughs) get on this life. Amazing. Well, it's also the place I got sicker than I've ever been before. Uh, <laughs> just, just adding some reality. To okay, it. thank you, thank you for bringing me down. That's that's yeah. something I, I could use. Yeah, bring it back to normal. Just trying to stay balanced, you know. Yeah. All right, we're gonna switch gears now. So, Jeremy, Jenna, are you guys ready for our rapid fire round of questions called the Making It Count Essentials? Randy, it's up to you. All right. Question number one. If you could give your past selves one piece of advice about traveling abroad, what do you think it would be? Mm, That's good. I would tell us to slow down a little bit. Not a lot, but a little bit. The thing is, before we ever did this, the longest trip we'd ever taken was 12 days. And that felt like a really long trip. But now it's our life. And we tend to plan as if it was a trip. So just putting in some buffer time to relax, to plan since not everything is always planned. Yeah, don't rush to the get to the place and then have so many activities and then you're tired and your attitude isn't that good. Like we realized we were trying to do too much, too little. Just enjoy four things instead of 16 where you're angry or stressed <laughs> or tired. And you don't have to plan everything. Like leave some room for yeah. spontaneity and maybe don't have any big objectives on like the day you please get don't someplace. fly in at three and your cruise randy leaves at five <laughs> i feel called out <laughs> i love it no, i heard it, it uh, i heard it in the airport a few days ago and i felt the drama and pain for them just just fyi yeah last thing sorry is just to ask for help and talk to people sometimes we would wait too long before asking for assistance yes. and people are nice and mostly yes. want to help you so yeah oh what would you say is the biggest misconception people have about traveling internationally? Maybe that you have to know the language or be super prepared. I mean, maybe there's places we've gone, we could have done more research, but sometimes we just show up and uh, pretend that, you know, it's a hundred years ago and we couldn't have read all about it or whatever. So, you know, you figure it out as you go. It's okay to stumble a little bit. So what do you two think would be your bucket list travel destination? Mm. One, two, three. <laughs> African, African safari. safari. Oh, oh yes. nice. 
Yeah, I gosh, we just love animals. Yeah, we as told you, you. Heard with some of the other examples, and man, it'd be cool to see some big animals, some big animals and little animals. Yeah, <laughs> Africa sounds so cool. I know. I would. I, I feel like I would need to bring a lot of sunscreen for a trip. Oh like yeah, that. and yeah. bug spray and hats bug spray. And like, <laughs> yeah, all that. I got like whole. I've got like ten outfits in my head already. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just <laughs> just thinking like a full on safari outfit. I love oh, it. Man. So thank you so much for walking us through how anyone can travel abroad on a budget. Jeremy and Jenna, thank you. This has been so wonderful. So cool. Thank you guys so much. So how can our listeners follow along with your amazing adventures? You just have to remember three words. Quench your adventure. That's our name everywhere. I'd say we're most active on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and Facebook but quench your adventure. That's what we came up with a few years ago because we never can seem to get enough. So we always have to keep quenching our adventure. Your Instagram page is so much fun. So I'll definitely go over to your TikTok and YouTube as well. But I'm really enjoying your your Instagram page. Love it so much. I can't wait to see African safari photos. I know. (laughs) That is so cool. Well, thank you again, guys. Have a bon voyage and have amazing travels. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Uh, Thank you both. Bye-bye. Christina, I think it's time for our favorite segment. What What did did we we learn learn today? today? Oh, my gosh. I don't even know. There's so – like, I think my head's going to explode. There's so much that I learned today. So I'll just do the app route. Two of the apps that I loved, which I will be downloading as soon as we finish recording this episode, is one, the Travel Spend app, because I am not great. We kind of just, we save all this money on the front end, and then we don't track how much the vacation actually was. So um, being able to budget and actually track what we did and spent, I think would be really great, especially if it's an easy app I can just plug in. And I also love the Too Good To Go app. Where, because I'm all about like being conscious about waste and wanting to recycle, and all of those things are really important to me. So I love that we could go there and like get fresh food and all take the it chocolate back. croissants. Christina. Oh, I'm all about the chocolate <laughs> croissants. That you, I would be there in a heartbeat. So I love that idea. Love that. I love your answer. I'm gonna go almost the exact opposite. I'm gonna <laughs> go with like the more the more analog okay. tips that they had. So they suggested the longer you stay. Uh, the bigger the discount. And not only that, but when you're finding these places uh, to stay, you can actually ask the host. I didn't even think to ask for a discount, especially if they they don't have enough reviews. You can just just talk to them. And then the other thing they said that was on the analog route is don't be afraid to find something that's free and local. Yeah. Ask around. The people that live there know the best places to go, right? Like when I have family that come to Orlando, I I tell them all the good spots, you know? Yeah. You got to trust the people that are in the area full time. I love that because sometimes you get kind of and it's like Jenna said, sometimes you get so entrenched in your own research that when you get there, you almost get like blind to like, no, we have to do what we research. But like like you said, like people want to share the cool places where they live. So I think that I also agree that is a good one to remember. Could not agree more. Now it's time for this episode's resource to help listeners make it count. Christina, what do you got? I love this one. Jeremy and Jenna are such great examples of a couple who are compatible in their finances. So we wanted to share another amazing Making It Count episode that talks about exactly that. 
So this one's from our Money Plus Love mini series, which was so much fun. And it's all about determining if you and your partner are on the same page financially. Love it. As always, you can grab that resource at the link in our show notes, courtesy of producers Lauren and Nicole. Thank you guys for joining us today. And we'll see you next time on Making Making It Count. And that's a wrap on this episode of Making It Count. Thanks so much for joining us today. You can find our show notes in this episode's description. Be sure to subscribe or follow to stay up to date on our latest episodes. And don't forget to rate or review us on your favorite podcast app. And do you have your own burning financial questions? Send them our way at podcast at editionfi.com and we'll feature them on a show. Miss us already? Don't worry. We'll be back soon with another episode of Making Making It Count. Count.